This is Brian. This is Curtis. And we're the Game Night Guys. Each week we give new life to some classic games and introduce you to new ones, but you'll have to wait your turn. And this week we are providing team coverage of the game Murder, She Wrote. Not only are we playing this game, but the guys from the podcast Flip the Table are also covering Murder, She Wrote as well. Plus, we had a chance to talk to the Flip the Table guys about their podcast and the games they play, as well as their experience playing Murder, She Wrote. And we're going to listen to that right now. Yes. All right, we've got a very special show this week. Uh, we are playing Murder, She Wrote, but we aren't the only podcast playing the game this week. We've got another podcast in the house. Uh, welcome the guys from Flip the Table. Hey! Hey, What's going on? hey guys. So let's uh, take a moment to introduce each of you individually. We'll start with the moderator of Flip the Table, Chris. Hi! And then next we have Jared. Hello! And then also we have Flip. Hey there, guys. How's it going? Now, Flip, are you like, so your name is Flip and the show is yes. Flip the Table. Shouldn't you have more top billing than Chris? <laughs> <laughs> no, my whole master plan was to have somebody else do all the work and I just show up. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, kind of how just... Curtis works it out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was just coincidental. I mean, my Flip, my name was Flip way before the, uh, the show came <laughs> up. So just kind of happened that way. Yeah. Right. And a fun fact about that, too, is that three of the four sort of main panel are named Chris. Yeah. And so it would get very, very confusing for <laughs> listeners. So that's why I I do all the editing. So I just took my own name selfishly for myself and then everybody else gets a special. Fun that's right. You have a you have another panelist uh, that who goes by the moniker Professor Laserbooks. Yep. Yes. Yep. Is he yep. something to do with laser books? Like, what is that? Where did that come from? What is a laser book? Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was his GI Joe name, wasn't it? Yes, uh, we did our episode on uh, GI Joe uh, Mission Cobra Headquarters, and uh, so we all had GI Joe names, and his was Professor Laser Books uh, because he is a teacher. He teaches, and he does uh, more good for the world than perhaps the rest of us, and so that just kind of <laughs> stuck. Um, he was Mister Barter before because he was a teacher, but then he got promoted to Professor Laser Books in our GI Joe show. So that kind of leads into what I wanted to ask you first is why don't you tell our listeners what your show is about exactly? Because uh, on looking at them, our our show and your show seem very similar, but they're kind of different. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and certainly uh, it's great to have a chance to talk to your audience about the show because um, we listen to Game Night Guys too. What's a little bit different about Flip the Table is where Game Night Guys is a show about listening to the experience of playing the game. We're more a show about the sort of deeper analysis after the fact um, and just sort of coming at it from the perspective of, you know, very serious hobby gamers playing probably some of the most terrible games ever published and found their way into thrift stores and whatnot. Um, so that's the angle that we took. We wanted to play games that other shows absolutely weren't reviewing. So we chose the worst games out there. And that is where our strange list of games has come from. And I think that's one of the things that I like most about your show is that I, I myself am not like a board game hobby person. I don't other than this show, I don't really ever play board games, to be honest. <laughs> so he's not a nerd. <laughs> well, I am a nerd in lots of other ways. But what I like about your show is that it's so enjoyable to listen to in that maybe it is just the fact that you're playing like these terrible, awful games. There's this curiosity, right? Like you see something like the VCR game on the shelf or like the Family Feud DVD game or the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen game. And on the one hand, something inside you tells you 
I am not going to enjoy this. There is no way that I would ever appreciate this. But there's another part of you that's got to know, right? And so we take on that role of we open the box, we read the rules, we play the game, and we tell you all about it so that you essentially don't have to. What's really nice about that is we've actually discovered a couple of hidden gems and diamonds in the rough that we actually ended up really enjoying and have played since then that you wouldn't think would be great games like Chuck Woolery's Lingo DVD board game. (laughs) Is an absolute masterpiece. Um, and uh, we played, uh, we made some folks play Heartthrob a couple of times at like conventions and stuff. Heartthrob is the room of board games. Yes. It's, it's a game that you get more enjoyment out of watching people play for the first time. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, so you can listen to our show all about that and figure out what the deal is with uh, Heartthrob as well. So, Jared, uh, tell us about some of the games you guys have played. You've already mentioned several, but are there any ones that you want to point out that are particular favorites that you haven't yet talked about? You know, m- one of my favorites that we found, as Chris was saying earlier, uh, games that we that are diamonds in the rough was uh, definitely Nightmare. Nightmare was one of the one of my favorite games that we reviewed because it's not a bad game. You know, we looked at it and we were like, oh, it's just going to be a cheesy VCR roll and move game. But man, that had a lot of theme. Like we got into it. So, I, I mean, doing this podcast, I've played a couple games that have been really good. But overall, they've been pretty pretty terrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we already pointed out like GI Joe. You know, Lingo was good, but I would say one of our worst ones was like Trump the board game. Oh, <laughs> oh man, we don't like to talk about it too much, but it, it was pretty bad. I still have nightmares. I sleep three hours a night now because of Trump the game. <laughs> you know, some other bad ones were like Gone Birding. Yeah, uh, which, I liked Gone Birding, man. <laughs> yeah. I my IQ dropped like thirty points but trying to play that. But you got bird IQ in replacement. That, though, right? I found out that all birds look the same. <laughs> so for those, for those there's who no might, such thing as a pelican. <laughs> for those who might not be familiar with Gone Birding, as popular as it is, it is the VHS adventure in bird identification. <laughs> so the way you move across the board is by correctly identifying birds on a videotape. So have any of you uh, tried to pilot an aircraft using the map that? with gone birding because there is a there is a warning on there not to do that that's right very considerate of the producers of gone burning to put the warning about using it for aircraft piloting that was probably my my favorite part of that episode was that that warning was on that game so so you guys do the same thing that we do in that we get a lot of our games from thrift stores because you just can't find some really awful games on the shelves these days flip you seem to have the best luck of anyone i know finding just awful cheesy games what is your secret <laughs> i don't know i mean i i fortunately i work right next door to a salvation army store so i'll hit that place every other day um i think the key to it is consistency you hit it every other day and you you just keep an eye out for stuff um you see a yard sale just stop it takes five five six minutes just to do that and um, as long as you're doing it consistently you're gonna find this stuff um, and I found some actually really good games in that process, too. I mean, I just found a copy of um, the uh, Risk 2210 the other day, actually, which is pretty cool. And uh, I found, like, the Donkey Kong card game. We actually like that game a lot. We Love that, that game. We played that game just yesterday. I found a GoBots board game there, which is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> it's just consistency. Working out a system of scanning through the games, basically. Usually, I'll scan over the entire games in one click, quick glance, but... Then I will carefully look at each shelf. And you can't be shy. You have to get down on your knees sometimes and actually look underneath games and, and kind of pull things out. But um, that's pretty much it. Curtis found the other day a game that I'm kind of excited about. He found the board game based on the Saturday morning TV show, That's So Raven. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow. 
Y- yes, I'm, I'm very sorry I let Brian know that it, I had found it because he made me buy it. <laughs> I did. I texted him, get it now. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I'll, I'll text Chris about like different questions about games like, you know, do you think this will be good for the show or mm-hmm. stuff like that? And I've finally reached the, uh, the, the realization that if I get a sinking feeling in my soul when I see a game sitting on the shelf, that's the perfect game for the show. It's become this sort of thing where I'll get a message from Flip and it's this simultaneous feeling of being completely overjoyed <laughs> and also knowing that I'm going to dread the next couple of weeks while we're waiting to play this game. I um, know. And it's like, I couldn't believe it when I saw Murder, She Wrote on the shelf. I was like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. But that's perfect. <laughs> Have you guys found a game that has just been completely unplayable that you just didn't even want to end up doing it? I would I, say we've found a couple of games that we've had to stop playing before mm-hmm. the end of the game. Mm-hmm. We, and we try to be as clear as possible when we're talking about it on the show that we called it before it was finished. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ones on that list are uh, Trump the Game, Raw. Uh, the WWE DVD game, mm-hmm. uh, Dexter, which we just recently did. We had to stop because after 90 minutes, we were nowhere near a conclusion. That is one of the darkest moments in <laughs> gaming when you realize we need to stop this. We need to just step back and say no more. And it doesn't matter who wins because we're just going to feel worse if we finish this game. So, And there's been a couple of games that have had some real issues where uh, the rules weren't clear or there was a contradiction or something like that, or maybe just poorly written rules. And that's one of the things we try to do is talk about how could this game have been better? How could a designer have made a better experience? Or if you somehow end up with this game, is there a way that you can play it and get a better game out of it? Exactly. We try to keep the conversation from getting too negative and too complainy by talking about how these games can be better and using it as a springboard for discussions about what makes games tick and, and what's good and bad about game design. So in that way, you're completely opposite of us because Curtis and I have no <laughs> problem saying when we hate something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an important virtue to be able to just speak your mind. For example, uh, Battlestar Galactica. We didn't oh, e- we didn't even like crack open the game, to be that's honest. That's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a major difference between this show and your show, because our show holds it up as the gold standard of licensed games. I, I th- yeah. And, and I we th- know th- how you guys felt about Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I think Chris would literally take a bullet for that game. Really? Like yeah, I would dive would. in front of it in slow motion and yell, No! <laughs> Well, I give you guys props for that because honestly, we just couldn't even wrap our head around it. Like, I think, and I think it says less about the game and more about just how dumb we are. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, we are the ones that discarded the shotgun when we played Flux. So, yeah, and Zombie Flux. We're idiots. And that's one thing about I like about your show. I mean, we're hardcore gamers, so we l- read through the rules, we analyze them, we double check them to make sure we're doing everything right. But you guys just. Crack it open. Let's go. You know, just do it. Let's get this over with. We're going to rip this bandaid off. So a staple of your show is uh, at the end of every episode, you do something called the Battle of the Wit. Yes, the Battle of Wits. So why don't you tell us what that is? Absolutely. The Battle of Wits is uh, a game that we play at the end of every episode. It runs kind of like a quiz show or a game show. Um, And it's intended as kind of a palate cleanser because we play these games and we don't always like them. So we uh, have a lot of sort of criticisms we talk about. So it's a way to end the show on a positive note. Um, So we play a lot of silly games, usually something related to the theme of that week's show. So when we did our Star Wars show and played a couple of Star Wars games, uh, Flip did some research on eBay and found some really expensive Star Wars merchandise. And we tried to guess 
uh, how much that was going for on eBay. Um, and the fun of that is just finding just the most outrageous, ridiculous facts and, and fun items on the internet to talk about. We did our, when we did our heartthrob show, which is sort of a, a slumber party dating type game, <laughs> we did a challenge where we talked about movies with teen heartthrobs in them and all the crazy weird movies they've done since they sort of fell out of stardom like one i think the guy from saved by the bell did a movie about nuclear tornadoes um, <laughs> which is awesome yeah. and sometimes we like to take an existing game and play it by the wrong rules um so we did wrong categories one week where uh, everybody had a different list of categories they were filling in so all the match answers didn't match and that kind of thing um, so it's a way to have some fun at the end of the show and uh, embarrass ourselves a little bit and uh, maybe get some karmic payback for uh, all the criticizing games that we do. So you guys played Murder, She Wrote, and you're you're releasing your episode the same week we are in a in an effort of podcast synergy. <laughs> exactly. Team coverage of Murder, She Wrote, the board game. <laughs> Bam. And the only way you can cover this game, frankly. And uh, and we had a lot of, quote unquote, fun uh, playing this game. <laughs> maybe that's a little bit of a loose definition. I don't know. But yeah, so, you know, when I heard you guys had a copy of this game, I was really excited to try to get the two different viewpoints on this because we have kind of different sides of the gaming equation going on. So it'll be interesting to listen to how both reviews go. Murder, She Wrote was definitely a unique experience. Uh, that's one of the many sort of nice words we use sometimes when we're talking about the game. Um, <laughs> we, we may have to we may have to mop that from you and start saying unique experience more on the show. <laughs> Sounds like right. you're talking to the original designer. You're not trying to hurt his feelings, you know? Right. <laughs> but I was really excited to play it, though, because it has that traitor sort of mechanic, one person playing against everyone else secretly. And you didn't really see that at the time this game came out in, in the 80s. Uh, you see it a lot in games now, but especially for like a retail like shelf type game, to have something like that was really interesting. And, and I was definitely excited to explore that until I did it. But that's side point. <laughs> like, I don't want to spoil it for you guys by saying that this game sucks harder than a well-maintained vacuum. So I won't. Um, <laughs> but um, I will say it's an interesting implementation of something that was a little bit ahead of its time. And at least um, Angela Lansbury allowed herself to be on the box. Whereas yes. in Dexter, there was no Dexter. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a common problem in a lot of the licensed games is they can't get the rights to all the main characters. So in the Dexter game, there are no pictures of Dexter in the whole thing. Um, in the American Idol game, there's no Simon Cowell, mm -hmm. which is weird. They just have this mysterious shadowy figure called Judge Nasty who <laughs> makes fun of you. Um, so, so it's like Randy and Paula and some weird sort of smoky ghost person, which makes absolutely no sense. Chris, why don't you tell us where the people listening can find your show and how to find you on the internet? Absolutely. You can find us on the internet at tableflipsu.com. That's T-A-B-L-E-F-L-I-P-S-Y-O-U. Uh, I'm on Twitter at tableflipsu. Uh, Jared, you're also on Twitter as well? Yep. I'm on Twitter at Jared, J-A-R-E-D underscore Hunnefeld, H-U-N-N-E-F-E-L-D. And this is Flip. I'm on Twitter as Game Night, and that's G-A-M-E-K-N-I-G-H-T. As in those who say knee. Yes. Knee. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you can also uh, search for Flip the Table on iTunes and find us there as well. Awesome. awesome. We're going to have links to everything on our website, so we will share that podcast love with you. <laughs> we certainly appreciate it. And it's a pleasure meeting you guys. Absolutely. I've been a fan of your show, and, uh, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Murder, She Wrote, the game. That is existed. <laughs> Did I hear air quotes just now? 
you know, it takes a lot of practice to make air quotes when people can't see you. Audible and air quotes. That's really I good. I had to take very expensive college classes to learn how to do that. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. And we're going to encourage all of our listeners to check out Flip the Table. Yeah, and then listen to Game Night, guys, too. Keep listening to that, listeners. Yeah, don't turn, don't turn over just yet. Finish the episode, then come to ours. That makes way more sense. Yes, yeah. yes. Way exactly. more sense. <laughs> this game takes four to six people. We are only two. Well, we should get some help. We should. Well, we called on our usual Game Night gals, Meredith and Candace. I don't see them here. It's football season, oh. so we are football widows. Mm. <laughs> they are busy watching their sports ball right now. Sports. No, but we have a voice sometimes heard in the background, but rarely heard on microphone. We have Kristen here. Hello. Hi, Kristen. Hey, Kristen. Hi there. <laughs> so you're a football widow? I am a occasional football widow. I can sometimes steal her away if I'm motivational enough. Mm-hmm. Or I you use your feminine wiles. You can pull her away from yes, the game. Yes, yes. There has to be some good motivation. Maybe a Home Depot trip involved or something like that. But <laughs> it, it has to, well, you know, you have to know what buttons to push. Oh, okay. So to speak. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> and we also have a new voice here for the podcast. We have Chris with us. Hi, folks. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> nice. Chris Welcome. is a listener of the podcast. Yeah. But he, like I've said before, he's not... I know he listens, but he's my friend, so... So I don't count? When I, yeah, well, <laughs> you count to me, but when I'm asking for Phoenix listeners... And nobody responds. No one responds. No, now we have Chris, so... Yay. Hey, Phoenix listeners, if you're listening and you didn't tell us that you're listening, suck it. Well, I think a good <laughs> response is for him to actually come on the show. Yeah, that, that's a response. There hey, go. look, here I am. <laughs> Hi, Ma. <laughs> now, we have this game courtesy of Chris because Chris's husband, Mason, is the one who actually found this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's another Goodwill game. Yes. It's one of those you see sitting on the shelf and you're like, I can't not. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so when Mason had posted this photo of this game on his Facebook page, I immediately commented like, please let us play that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And after many months, we now are, along with the Flip the Table dudes. I Flip the Table dudes. Hey, dudes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> who here has seen Murder, She Wrote? I, I've seen clips. I, I could never really make it full of, through a full episode. Yeah. It was a show that my mother watched, but I was never around to watch it. I would go off and do other things. There was a girl at the office. She's 23 years old. And when I mentioned that we were coming to play this, she was like, oh, I used to watch that all the time. I was like, you're 23 years old. When did you see it? She said, well, my parents used to watch it. Her parents are a little bit older. So um, I said that, oh, well, you know, your parents were in that age range. She was offended for the next hour. I had called her parents <laughs> old by implying that they're the only ones that would watch. But seriously, the only people who were watching it were the people who actually wore that much polyester because no one wore it like her. Well, it's a part of that whole like CBS. They really like to mm-hmm. show old people being active and spunky, spunky and solving crimes using their brains. <laughs> well, then how do you explain Matlock? Wasn't he on NBC? Okay, Matlock was amazing and has nothing to do with Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> oh, I'm nothing. sorry. I that meant was no Andy of- freaking Griffin. I meant no offense. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what so, about you, Chris? Did you ever watch Murder, She Wrote? I did. Um, my parents watched it and I just was too enamored with the television to ever leave. Mm. So I, I, I 
didn't make that big an impression on me, except that I'm convinced to this day that Jessica killed all those people. And that, that, that was, <laughs> that was what we were going to find out in the last episode. And I was really disappointed when we didn't. Right. How much, how big is the population of Cabot Cove? It always seemed like a small town. That all happened in one city. Seriously. Well, occasionally she would leave and go like, I, it's all these episodes are available on Netflix. There's 12 years of murder. Wow. She wrote that you can stream on Netflix. So I've watched a couple of them over the last week. And one, she goes, they're making like a film version of one of her books. And so she goes to California because she finds out they're like fucking it all up. <laughs> She's like, I have to go fix this now. And then people start dying. That would really be horrible if everywhere you went, suddenly people started dying. It's sort of like the diehard thing. I always felt like really wherever you go, especially for major holidays, there's going to be some sort of a hostage crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the ring. She is. <laughs> You talk to Jessica and seven days later you die. Now, my friend Cole, who is a journalist who lives in Brooklyn, he freaking loves Murder, She Wrote. And every time he watches an episode, he tweets what the episode is about with the hashtag Murder, She Tweets. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's some dedication right there. Some of the episodes may have played out differently if the internet had been a factor when the show was on. (laughs) I saw your Facebook status. You were killing people. (laughs) (laughs) So, Curtis, what is this game about? Apparently, Jessica Fletcher has been invited to spend a relaxing weekend at an old friend's island resort. During her stay, a murder is committed. Isn't that always the way? And the lives of several witnesses are in mortal danger. One of the four players will secretly play the murderer, and the other three, as Jessica, will individually attempt to discover and apprehend the murderer. We all get to be the Jessicas? Three of us do? Three of us are Jessicas, and one of us is a murderer. So the object of the game is different whether you're playing the murderer or Jessica. If you are the murderer, your object is to silence at least five witnesses and escape the island in a motorboat. If you're Jessica, it is to discover the identity of the murderer and capture him or her. And it's a roll and move game. It is. There's a lot of like caveats to the movement, and we'll just explain those as we go along. We don't need to get into that. Yeah how to figure out who the murderer is. If you're the first player to enter a location and you find the occupant is dead, then you know that that was the first victim. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) To figure out who the murderer is, you must use deduction and process of elimination. And when you figure out who the murderer is, you don't tip off the other players, except on your turn, you calmly move your pawn in the direction of either the accused space on the boat docks. So So, that you can accuse that person. So if you are the murderer, to get away with murder, you act like Jessica. You follow the other players into the locations as if you are suspicious of them. Don't go off on your own until you are ready to make a run for it. As soon as you know that you've been discovered, try to silence the required number of witnesses and escape from the island. We've already set up the game. Someone is dead on the board. Mm -hmm. We have picked our characters. And one of us is the murderer. So I think we're ready to give this a shot. Let's kick this pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Kristen's going first. All right. So I've got nine. I think I am going to go into one of the things. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, missed it. Oh, you did. So there are two different. There's a health spa and a stable. And I was really hoping I could make it into one of them. But no. So since the health spa is next to the stable, is that where they get their mud for their mud baths? (laughs) Oh. Oh. So now it's Chris's turn. It's therapeutic. It's a poop joke. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. Boring turn. (laughs) Now it's Brian's. Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be a lot of this game is going to be 
tap and nothing. I'm green. Oh. <laughs> Which color am I? I don't even remember. Where's your? Oh, I'm red. <laughs> All right. So now I'm in the restaurant. So I get to see if the person in the restaurant is dead or alive. And the way you do that is you take the dead or alive token and then you look at it secretly and then you mix it up with all the other dead or alive tokens and you put one back. Now, if I were the murderer, I would be trying to kill this person. If I were Jessica, I would be replacing it with the same token. Mm -hmm. So you have to do it secretly so nobody else knows what you just did. Strategy. Acting. Oh, and then I have to put this little marker saying that I was here. So you were the last one in the restaurant. I was the last one in. You closed it down. Eating pie. You ate all the pie. (laughs) Pie. So it is Thanksgiving weekend this weekend. And yes, pie party is upon us. Yes. We talked about pie party last episode. Oh, you did? (laughs) Yeah, we did. Oh, yes. It's a common topic on this show. We talked about pie party last year as well. Wait, pie party is a common topic? Not just pie is a common topic, but actual pie party? That we, time of year. It's a, it, to me, it's not Thanksgiving time of year. It's pie party time of year. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Kate. It is their 15th annual oh, pie no. party. <laughs> that is pretty impressive. That is a lot of pie. It mm-hmm. is a lot of pie. Mm-hmm. So pie parties are a thing. Not just with you, but they're a thing. Kristen and I have a, have a friend, Kate, and Kate's husband likes pie. It's his favorite food in the world. Ah. Uh. So Kate started having this party the day after Thanksgiving, and she just told everyone to bring a pie, and so he could try all sorts of different pies. And so you bring a pie, you share your pie, you eat a hell of a lot of pie. (laughs) That would be a lot of pie. And it's the most awesome day of the year. Like, I don't get excited for Christmas. I get excited for pie party. (laughs) So is Christmas a letdown compared to pie party? It is, really. Well, Christmas is the day I go eat Chinese food, so. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, let's see. Where can I get into? Anywhere? Anywhere? No, let's see. Yay, I made it into the stable. So I am going to check out who is there. It's Sebastian Snow. (laughs) What a great name. Is he alive? Well, with a face like that, he does not look alive. (laughs) Let me just say that. And I he has a pulse, t- but can we call it living? <laughs> I won't tell you how I left him. So on this island, there is a health spa, a stable, a golf club, a boathouse, a tennis club, a beach, a casino, a restaurant, and a hotel. I was noticing just a minute ago the order of them is sort of interesting. The stable is right between the health spa and the golf club. Do you really think either one of those things would want the smell of horses? <laughs> exactly. No. My complaint is this boat is not to scale because this is a huge house. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's head is approximately the size of half of the boat. Yeah. Maybe it's depth perception or something. Maybe I just need my eyes checked. Maybe. Maybe. Ooh. Ooh. I am just tearing it up here. <laughs> what is his name? Walter Ludlow. Well, see, that doesn't make sense. Everybody else has like an alliteration kind of name. Mm-hmm. Like Samantha Stevens and what is this one? Her- well, no, this one's Harold Dalrymple. We have the, like Penelope Pitstop or something over here. Oh, sorry. Fel- Felicity Fairchild. Yeah, that was the other one. Felicity Fairchild. Oh, all the girls have alliteration name. Well, this boy has a uh, alliteration name, but he is a rather unfortunate looking gentleman. So, <laughs> well, did you guys see what Jessica looks like on the box? No. She's kind of scary looking. It doesn't look much like her. No. <laughs> one of my friends I showed that picture to said, is that supposed to be um, Angela Lansbury? Should I call her Blessica Bletcher? <laughs> Just kind of <laughs> like a knockoff. <laughs> 
do any of you like those kind of uh, crime-solving procedural shows, a la Murder, She Wrote? I am a big fan of Castle. And right now, that would be about the closest, but that's an actual detective doing actual detective work. Now, it's That's convenient. the one with Nathan Fillion, right? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, okay. yes. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen it, but I've heard it. I like Nathan Fillion. Because he dressed up as a space cowboy for Halloween one year. Did he? He did. I like Nathan Fillion. A nod to Firefly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, actually, they did a great episode recently that was totally a nod to Firefly. They went to a sci-fi convention, and he was making fun of this particular show that was being totally idolized, but was only on for one season. And he kept <laughs> making fun of the captain for this like overdone thing. And so it was hilarious. It was total <laughs> nod to them the entire time. That's funny. Yeah. That's it, awesome. What that is you? how good the show is. What about you, Chris? Do you? I watch Hawaii Five-0 because I love Hawaii. The current one? Yep. Is there anyone and, good on there? Well, James Conn's son's on there. He's pretty hot. Oh, he is a hottie. <laughs> Wasn't he was on like the Ocean's Eleven movies, right? Him and Casey Affleck were yeah. the brothers. Yeah, is his name uh, Scott? Scott? Yes, Conn? Scott Conn. That's okay. it. And Grace Park, who was in Battlestar Galactica. Right. She's awesome. Uh, and I watch NCIS Los Angeles because I've, I've had a crush on Chris O'Donnell for decades. <laughs> oh, and that's the one with LL Cool J, right? Yep. Okay. Ladies love. Ladies love. <laughs> What about you, Curtis? I've never seen any of those shows. <laughs> but you, you don't really watch a lot of dramas, really. You no. watch comedies and cartoons. Yeah, I like animation, and I'm not much for the crime dramas. So well, you do like Archer, and that's Spy. Yeah, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Do you know what I'm enjoying right now that I didn't think I would? I really like Elementary, the Sher- the CBS Sherlock Holmes one. I, re- I kind of wanted to see that, but I-, I wasn't willing to commit to a new show. Pretty much, if they have every episode have Johnny Lee Miller without his shirt on, I will watch. Because <laughs> that, is, that is a nice thing to look at. But I don't hate it either. Like, a lot of people compared it. They were like, oh, they're trying to knock off Sherlock, which I like Sherlock too. BBC's Sherlock. And it's nothing like that. It's really just... Uh, it's a CBS detective, you know, solve a crime in an hour show. Right. But it's enjoyable. It's funny. It's it's interesting. You know, this is a weird game to play and record with because there's so much secrecy involved. Mm-hmm. When we had to set up the game, so you put uh, you put the de- the live tokens on everyone. We all had to leave the room and each come in individually. Yes. And just so you know, even though it's like for the radio, they made us leave the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> and so that way, each of us had an equal opportunity, you know, to to, to, kill to look like it was, but only the murderer actually murdered the person. I mean, three of us wouldn't need to go digging in the box. So, I mean, even if we closed our eyes and we heard what direction the digging was coming from, we would mm-hmm. suspect he was doing it. And and I think every single one of us, when we came in, did the obligatory, I'm pretending like I'm making noises, I'm moving things around in the mm-hmm. box thing. Mm-hmm. I did. It's very considerate <laughs> to the murderer. Yes, one of us wasn't pretending. Whoever you are, yes, or I am. <laughs> <laughs> Who is in the house, Paul? Felicity Fairchild. That's not a real name. That's a poor name. <laughs> I ever heard one. Misty Mountains. <laughs> I definitely say soap opera name. Soap opera name. Yeah. Like her family has money. Somebody used to do drugs or be a prostitute. There's something going on there. Mm-hmm. She suffers from agoraphobia and she won't leave the health spa. She has an evil twin. Right. Name. Farrah Fairchild. There you go. Fairchild. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, here you go. Thank you. Oh, is it my turn? Or no, it's okay. my turn. Kind of stuck in the you casino. Know, if Snake Eyes was a good thing for you, you'd that be winning would, uh, this game. Yeah. Oh, you got out of the casino. I didn't see that move. Did you win big at the casino? You were there a How'd while. What did you do? Uh, 
I'll, I'll pretend that I did. And I'm, I'm, I'm rich. I'm leaving the island. Did you, did you win at Go Fish, the Go Fish table? Hey, Brian just got snake eyes too. Motherfucker. Well, there you go. There's our explicit tag for the week. I'm still in the health spa. I really enjoy the health spa. You're healthy. You're going for a deep cleanse. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a massage and a mud bath and a facial and not the dirty kind. And I don't know what else. I'm glad you qualified that. <laughs> I wasn't at the mic or I would have said dirty right after you said that. <laughs> Every time I get like one of those online Groupon living social kind of deals and they say, you know, 10 bucks for a two hour facial, it always makes me giggle inside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. You would have loved the ones that I got for the chocolate facials. Oh, that's dirty. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> oh, my ears. And I don't mean go. I mean, I have to leave. <laughs> Brian, because I'm short, would you walk me towards the pier? I would like to make an accusation. Oh, would you? <laughs> we haven't had this yet. Uh-oh. So to make an accusation, she has to take the accusation dial... Put it on the color of the pawn that she thinks the person is. Uh-huh. Yes, and it, it has a little picture of a man in a trench coat and a hat with a gun. And that's the murderer. Very cliche. And, and then, so she will now look at our, what are these? These are our tokens, right? Right. And we all had to put our color into either our Jessica or our murderer. And if she's wrong, she's done. Yeah. All right, so I have selected it in the dial, and now I am looking to see if I am correct. And if she's correct, she then shows us the dial to prove that she was correct. And then this game is over. Otherwise, if she's wrong, then she's out. And I am right! It was Chris was the murderer! And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for you meddling. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. Well, my, my my mistake was murdering the first person I first person I could, and she came. <laughs> Is in that right how you figured me. it out, Kristen? Because Chris was the only person to be in the casino before and that me, and dead. that person was dead. But that could have been the first person killed. Yeah, you're right. Could have, and so she took a gamble then. Yes, she did. Fifty fifty. I had a fifty fifty shot. Oh. Now was the time, and well, Jessica was right. Jessica was Jessica rules. Jessica well, the, when you have an island full of Jessica clones, <laughs> the, the, the odds are pretty good. The Jessica bots. <laughs> I visited many places, but I didn't see any dead people. I want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was alive. So our thoughts about this game? Eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> that, is that a thought? That sums it up. I, it, it's just another it, way to cash in on the on the property, on the TV show, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe old people would enjoy playing it. it it's got a lot of... I, I, I will say this. It was a little daunting looking at it, seeing all the different things you have to do and stuff, but it wasn't as difficult to understand once we figured it out. And no. I was impressed by that, because sometimes we get these games and they have a lot of mechanics to them. Yes. And they scare us because we're... Just not yeah. smart enough to figure them out. <laughs> it wasn't but as oh, we know how to play it. You know, yeah. it yeah. wasn't as horrible as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was an awful lot of setup. But once you got it set up, it was almost as much setup as Mall Madness because that uh, game takes a long oh, time yeah. to set up. But <laughs> it was super fun to play. But I think it also was really, if Kristen had not accused the murderer right now, we would be playing for a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is definitely a game that. If you make a guess and a gamble, you're probably good. But if you hit a spot where there's been four or five other people there and that's the dead one, trying to figure out who that is would be pretty hard. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So you lucked out then. Is that what you're saying? Um, I'm going to say that I used my power of elimination. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, no think it's more that, I think it's more that Chris lost it than that Kristen won it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good job, Velma. <laughs> Chris and Kristen, thank you very much for joining us and playing this game. It was we awesome. Appreciate it. It was fun. Thanks for having me. And be sure to thank Mason for letting us play this game, Chris. We also want to thank the guys over at Flip the Table for helping provide us with team coverage of Murder, She Wrote, because it needed a lot of team coverage. This game's, what, 25 years old? Kind of old, yeah. By the store near you. <laughs> I'm waiting for the iPhone app myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, listen to their show, uh, Flip the Table. You can find them on the internet at tableflipsu.com. And stay the fuck out of Cabot Cove, y'all. Yeah, don't <laughs> go there. Yeah, do not go to Cabot Cove or this Bad island. Bad things happen. Yeah. They happen because of Chris over here. (laughs) I may look innocent. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) That's it for this episode of Game Night Guys. Visit our website to find your favorite games at GameNightGuys.com. You can email us at hello at GameNightGuys.com or leave us a voicemail at 480-648-GAME. That's 480-648-4263. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Game Night Guys. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Cheap Blue Guitar. And I'm at Cecil Jean. Join us on Facebook and tell us about your game nights at facebook.com slash game night guys. Be sure to tell your friends about the show. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts, including iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. Thanks for listening. As always, you are invited to our next game night. It's your move. Goodbye. Bye. 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 I got to mention to you guys, I, I just listened to your uh, senior moments episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were reading off the things like, you know, the guy that took the shopping cart that wasn't his and who did it and stuff like that. And then you read off the one where the guy got a ride home from work because he forgot he brought his car. Yeah. Um, I actually did that probably <laughs> about 10 years ago. <laughs> You're that guy. I am that guy. <laughs> That's why he changed his name to Flip. He didn't want anyone yeah. to know. No, it was unbelievable. Bummed ride home from my buddy, got home, walked in, and my wife's sitting there, and I'm like, where's the car? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what do you mean, you idiot? You took it to work with you. <laughs>